Hello and welcome back to another episode of Rugby with Pads. Um, this is going to be our week 14 waivers show. I hope you had a good weekend and I hope um, the results went your way. I feel like I need to, you know, sometimes I need to, to share and, uh, and, and tell you how, how I'm doing. The results went my way this week. I was pretty happy with it. Um, you might remember last week we had uh, an interview with, uh, with James um, and he, he laid down the gauntlet a little bit. He, he talked the big talk. I, th- I think I'd already won you know, our, our, both of our matchups by, uh, by a little bit so far we'd had this season. So I was 2-0, and but he said he was going to claw it back. And uh, even though I'd lost to him in Dynasty, but Dynasty is one of those things that's just ruined me. I think I had uh, wins of, uh, I think, 80-plus points in my point differential. And this weekend, I played him twice. I've won one of them already. Uh, so Monday Night Football is still to play. Uh, I've won one of them uh, by 25 points. So I think, you know, I've, I've done enough to, to show my, uh, my, my credentials there. Um, but he does need 8.5 points from Leonard Fournette tonight in our League of Record. Um, he's questionable. Um, but I, I, so I think I'm confident in the win here because I feel like Brady needs to go, to, go for the pass and uh, lean on Rashad White and all of these things and storylines that I'm building up in my own head. Um, all I've got to say is I hope the Saints do their thing over Tampa and uh, take me to uh, to yet another victory over Boz um, this week, uh, who I'm becoming his bogey player, apparently. We'll, we'll see how it plays off in the playoffs. But um, as always, uh, we'll start off the week with our heroes and villains, one at each position, um, or the positions that matter anyway. I've got a couple more people I want to talk about around it as well, but we'll, we'll start off um, with, in a positive way. And if you're a Jalen Hurts owner, you are incredibly happy. I, I watched most of that game and I thought it was a fantastic display by him. It shows that he can be accurate in the passing game. He doesn't just have to use his legs. He's, he's won games with his legs and he's, he's won you a lot of points with his legs. But I think it was um, typified with back-to-back 41-yard touchdown receptions. And that's a weird one. The first one was, I think, just about rightly pulled back because AJ Brown uh, dragged his right foot um, out of bounds. And then went straight back to AJ Brown the next play and scored a beautiful, beautiful touchdown throw. He, he has been really great. 35 points. You're really happy with that. I think he was a top performer this week. But on the villain side of, uh, of QBs, you've got so many options. I, I could have talked about, um, about Russ once again. I think yeah, it's, it's a given that he's always on here. Could have talked about Tua. Um, he had six straight incompletions after an initial 75-yard touchdown screen almost. Um, where, where's the accuracy gone, mate? You've gone for the, been the most accurate to scoring 13.8 points on the week. But I think the fancy villain for this week, and probably the villain of the week full stop at QB, um, is Deshaun Watson. Came back, and yeah, I know he's got a bit of ring rust and, and what have you, but it, it does, I've ta- talked a lot of rubbish about him, um, and it was nice to see him get 5.5 points, no TDs, 131 yards, just poor play. Yeah, he hasn't played for two years, and I think it shows. And I think the Browns, May just write off this season. Maybe they should have stuck with uh, uh, with Brissett for the for the rundown. At running back, though, we've got um, some uh, some different players to talk about in both columns. In the heroes column, I'm not picking the obvious ones. I'm picking Samar J P Ryan. Mixon was healthy, but Samar J P Ryan made it his own, and he scored 21 points in relief, and he has been brilliant. I'll talk about him a bit later in the week because I think he could be a really interesting fantasy asset to have, and he's still very much available because. Everyone loves Joe Mixon, but he played fantastically well. And I think if if I was um, the Bengals, oh, Bengals coach, Zach, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Zach Taylor, sorry. 
I would be leaning on some RDP Ryan as the hot hand and uh, really using the asset that I have there. On the other side of things, though, in Villains, you've got King Henry back again here. Back again. Six points, held for 30 for 11 rushes. It was not his game. I, I don't think it was, it wasn't Tennessee's game either. But yeah, really, really poor um, set of events there. Mike Vrabel has a, has a weird way of, of managing close games and not quite getting the most out of his players, but at the same time getting a lot out of players that are on the fringes. It's, it's really weird. But King Henry, disappointing. Let's hope he gets back to his, uh, his rushing king self. At the moment, he is not the rushing leader. I think it's um, uh, Josh Jacobs over in Vegas. I think that's massively helped out the fact he had like 300 all-purpose yards a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, fantastic. Um, in the heroes column for wide receivers, I'm going to pick two players and I'm going to pick two players that aren't at the top of the board, but you'd be really surprised because you haven't heard both of these players, you know, names in a while. And it's both the Seahawks receivers. It, it could have gone to Devontae and Armand Russell Brown, AJ Brown, Tyreek, who all scored better. But both of the Seahawks receive, main receivers, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf scored over 25 in a great performance. It shows you that you can have two fancy relevant players in any given week, on the same team, you're not going to bite into each other. And if you had that stack, you were looking at 50 points on that. And if you had it had Gino as well, 80 plus points from from that uh, little little trifecta there would have been lovely. Um, and you know what? I'm going to continue on with the heroes, and we'll talk about another Seahawk because I've been really impressed by their play, and it pains me to say because I'm a Rams fan. Um, we've got Fant, and I think it was typified by a beautiful touchdown catch in the second half uh, 14 points um, he played really well in a position that is uh, normally a fancy dumpster but talking fancy dumpsters let's talk about two players who really really disappeared um, Michael Pittman uh, is, our, is our villain of the wide receiver ranks he disappeared in, in what was a very rough game towards the end but you know, he should be better based on all the hype he has and all the investment we've, we've all made in him and I'll talk about Dawson Knox as well Dawson Knox keeps enticing, keeps drawing us in with these, these crazy games where he's, he's, he's the guy he always looks for. Zero points this week. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, big goose egg. One target after the promise of a good performance. I think it's really disappointing. So just running that down, our heroes, Jalen Hurts, Samar J.P. Ryan, the Seahawks receiving core, just in general, fantastic. And that's including Noah Fan as well. And our villains, we've got Deshaun, but we could talk about a lot of quarterbacks there. King Henry, Pittman, and Dawson Knox. You should be ashamed of yourselves, guys. Get come back bears next week, and um, I, I guess I, sometimes I'm a bit of a fancy villain. Sometimes I'm a hero, and I think this week I, I did did okay. Um, we're looking at my hits and misses, and uh, our, our themes players who were players coming back from the dead. I, I really like this format of constraining myself a little bit and trying to think a bit outside the box to these themes and, and seeing if we can find some gems in there. And I think we did this week. Uh, I think we had about a sixty five percent success rate. We hit on Fields, Mike White, Saquon, Gino. They all had great games. Um, Chase coming back into the mix. Well, that was a bit of a gimme. And Josh Jacobs again, who is proving himself to be a game winner. We did fluff a little bit on Cordero Patterson, Gus Bus, and Tua. But you know, I, I, I'm I don't know why I'm I'm such a Gus Bus stan. Um, he hasn't done anything to prove me right. But uh, I'm maybe going to give him one week, one more week yeah, there. And uh, we had yeah, Trevor Lawrence with a middling game. So. We'll we'll see how it comes, but uh, I, th- I think you know if you're listening to me, hopefully I'm not killing your team, uh, and hopefully I'm, I'm getting getting you there a little bit. Right, uh, we'll move on into the waivers wire section. I'm going to take a big drink because my throat is killing me. I've come down with 
some kind of horrible man flu. Um, so I will uh, see you on the other side after having a having a quick sip, and we'll talk waiver wire. So before we get into waivers, um, I'm recording this after the fact because I've just seen it on Twitter um, about 20 minutes ago. But there's reports that um, Ian from Ian Rappaport that the Panthers are expecting to release Baker Mayfield. Now, I may be forecasting and wish casting a little bit here, but I will talk in the next segment because I've just finished recording it um, about how Brock Purdy could be the number one pickup for this week. If you have room in your lineups, I would speculatively pick up Baker Mayfield. Not because I think he's good, but I think because the 49ers may pick him up out of desperation. He is available because, you know, looking at who else is available on, on free agency, yeah, yeah, they're not going to go back to, to someone who hasn't played in, in seven years in, um, in Colin Kaepernick, and they're not going to go back to Philip Rivers or, or you know, some, someone bringing back someone back literally from the dead. Um, so I think Baker Mayfield may well be a budget shout for a team who wants so desperately to, uh, to gain a title. And if that's the case, could he be the kind of player that, that you need to just steer your team and, and be a game manager? I think with coaching, he could be really, really interesting. He is, after all, a former number one overall pick. So my recommendation for all of you listening, if you, if you, you know, got this, this is the hot scoop uh, that I'm putting out there is perspective waiver wire bid out for Baker Mayfield and maybe, just maybe, in the next couple of weeks he could get picked up by the 49ers and what an upgrade that would be for his stock. Right, back to the regular schedule programming. So this week we've got a mini bipocalypse. We've got Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis Colts, uh, New Orleans and Washington off the board. Um, it, it doesn't really affect your teams too much. Um, unfortunately for me, I, I lose Fields and Rogers. My dynasty team is looking dead this next week. Uh, it's it's going to really suck. Um, you've got in the running back room. I think it affects you a bit more, especially at some of the high, higher end. You've got David Montgomery, who is is having a bit of re- career resurgence. I feel like he played really well this last week. Aaron Jones, who is generally consistent and and the go to guy. Uh, in that one-two punch with, um, yeah, you know what, I'm going to put AJ Dillon in the mix there as well. We, we lose out on him, so, and we also lose out on Jonathan Taylor and uh, Alvin Kamara, so five worthy running backs uh, of note there. Um, I would talk about Mooney and Claypool, Pittman and Paris, but they're rubbish, so um, they're not fancy relevant at the moment. Um, and uh, I think Mooney's actually on IR as of this last week, but we do miss out on Scary Terry, so a, a really high-end wide receiver one that you're missing out on there. And uh, finally, we've got Cole Komet that we're missing out on. I think he's the only fancy relevant tight end there that I'd like to look at. I don't think any of the, the defences are, are ones that you're starting week in and week out. Um, I've talked about Green Bay being an option for the playoffs, but I think wait till the playoffs for that one. So, uh, yeah, we've got one, two, uh, seven, eight, eight, nine players that we're missing out on. So let's try and fill in some of those players uh, here. Now, QB is getting to be difficult. Um, we've it's thin at best because there are only a few good performers and I think we're finally seeing that um, and those who are good are getting injured or so and I think the number one pickup this week in any league you'll see is going to be Brock Purdy Mr. Irrelevant he was picked like 276 or something like that in the draft this this year uh, the last guy picked in the draft not rostered anywhere of note and no statistical relevance to his his roster 
worthiness at the moment. Um, I'd go pick him up because I, I think despite him having tentative play this this week, he managed to steer them to a victory against a mediocre but expensive uh, Miami uh, defense. Yeah, they've got good corners. I think they've got a good a good secondary there. Um, he was he was he was good enough. I think that's all you need to be. And I think when you've got all the weapons around you, um, purring in in uh, for in the 49ers, he will become a system quarterback of system quarterbacks. And I think he will be um, probably a worth worthy uh, look at down the stretch. But someone else who is who is definitely a worthy look. And yes, I know he threw like fifty seven times, but he did have a great performance. It was Mike White. Mike White's going up against the Buffalo Bills this week. So he's he's available in 90% of leagues, but he's not someone I'd maybe hang my hat on. Someone you could t- take a look at as well. Someone who's maybe going to be a bit more relevant down the stretch, though, I think is Mac Jones. And I'll talk about it a bit more in my um, Thursday episode. But Mac Jones, I think, could be an interesting play this week as well. Um, New England have Arizona. Arizona are a bit soft um, in, in their secondary. If Bill Belichick realizes this and lets him throw a little bit rather than just sticking to the run, I know he's he's very confident in his ability to win games. Tough it hasn't worked out the last couple of weeks, so maybe they're going to let Jones uh, throw a bit, and he's available in fifty-five percent of the leagues. There are a couple of players out there who are available in less leagues. Um, Derek Carr is definitely worth a shout against a lackluster LA team on Thursday night football. How that has made it to prime time, I do not know. And of course, Deshaun Watson, maybe he's got rid of the rust now. He's available in 25% of leagues. Um, should, should, yeah, they're probably only the leagues that are banned him this year. So if you're allowed to play him, you're probably not going to be able to find him. But uh, he's worthwhile having a, a look at because they do have a relatively nice stretch of games. I don't think this one is it, but he's he's definitely a pickup that's, uh, that's worthwhile looking at. And some people might have rage dropped him after a 5.5 uh, point performance. At running back, we've got some, some names that... Um, familiar i'll start with the one that i'm going to kick myself for gus edwards yeah yeah last time i'll have him here i promise if he doesn't perform this time i will dump him from your memory banks um he is available in 81 percent of leagues and uh again I, if it all goes well he could have a good game but it doesn't always happen like that and i don't know why i just want it to work but you know what maybe that's the one the, the l that i'm always going to take um, James Cook, however, um, he scored 13 points this last week. He's available in 84% of leagues. He's getting hot and maybe he just worked out the offense or, or got, you know, maybe he's taking extra reps with Josh Allen and on handoffs, but he's looked interesting. And I think you know, they, they need a back to really come out. And I think James Cook had a lot of hype going into the draft that he could be the guy, maybe not the physical specimen of his brother, but definitely um, worth a look at. And finally, Cam Akers, who will wrote off as, as not being a member of the Rams anymore, in relief where he had to run a lot, um, 18 points last week. He's available in 50% of the league because most people rage dropped him against the Las Vegas team who are weak against the run. I'd be looking at him if in a spot start as well. Wide receiver, again, we're going to get some have some names that we've heard before. Darius Slayton, why are you guys not listening to me? He's He's been great. He scored 12 points again this week as a, as a wide receiver three. He's fantastic. He's he's your flex option. You should be having you should be playing him. Um, eighty percent of leagues he's still available. He scored twelve points this last week, including a fifty-five yard touchdown, not touchdown, um, bomb reception um, from Daniel Jones, where he just heaved it up. He moved around and he physically outmatched uh, his his coverage. So yeah, that is, that is a pickup that you should be making. Um, a name that I thought was was dead in the water, but I think it's becoming more reliable and uh, an interesting one to me. 
is Corey Davis. He's available in 90% of leagues, 11 points this last week in a game where um, Mike White spread it around. I think you're going to see a lot of that in PPR formats. You're going to see Mike White spread it around. So you want to get a little piece of that. That is going to be a bit um, unreliable for you to want to start him as a wide receiver one or wide receiver two each week, but definitely a flex consideration there. And uh, Nico Collins, I think he's proven that he can get open um, even with poor QB play from Kyle Allen, or is it Davis Mills this week? No one's going to know. Um, he's he's a pickup that I would be looking at uh, in Houston. Um, Houston, um, they I think they travel this week, do they? Let me have a quick spy here. Why can't I find them? Yep, they travel to Dallas, and it's going to be a rough game. But they're going to, because it's going to be a rough game against Dallas, they're going to need to throw it. And uh, who better than the tall uh, Nico Collins to, um, uh, to to entice you? And finally, uh, at tight end, it's it's really hard. But Fant, despite being in my fantasy heroes list, he is still available in 83% of leagues. He's become reliable. He's I think he is becoming matchup proof. So he'd definitely be someone I would go for. Um, Trey McBride is, is still available in 99% of leagues. I think there's a reason for that. He hasn't really snatched upon the opportunity, but maybe he'll have an opening uh, if New England take away D-Hop as the uh, as a primary option. And uh, we've got a Quonquo. A Quonquo? I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not going to uh, pronounce the first name, but um, for the Titans, I want to throw in him because he had a great game this last week and uh, he is available in 99.9% of leagues. So definitely worth a look uh, for, for you as well. So uh, just running that back, that's uh, we, uh, QB. We've got Mike White, Brock Purdy, and uh, Mac Jones as my three pickups. And if you can get them, Carr is definitely worth an option. Uh, running back, uh, we've got Cam Akers, James Cook, and Gus Edwards. Wide receiver, Darius Slayton, Corey Davis, and Nico Collins. And at tight end, Fant, Aquanquo, and Trey McBride are, are definite options for your flex considerations. Right, thank you very much for listening uh, to this uh, episode. As I said earlier, I've got a bit of a sore throat, so I'm going to cut this episode short. Um, the It was really fun doing the uh, interview last week, so we're hoping to get another interview in the books over the next couple of weeks. We've got a couple of people lined up. Um, later on this week, we'll actually revisit uh, an episode from a couple of weeks ago. We'll, we'll do playoff planning revisited and uh, see if we can refine our thoughts because it is getting to the crunch time. I, I know I am... Um, you know what? I, I've secured four playoff spots in, in, in my league, so I'm really happy with that. Dynasty is a write-off, but I want to make sure that if you've got those really tough, cool games in the last couple of weeks that you uh, you make sure you have everything that you need um, to get the win. So we'll do a bit of a deep dive into that. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find me at Rugby With Pads, and I will see you on the virtual gridiron. <laughs>